When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is your non-stripping host, Jesse May Peluso. I mean, I could be a stripper. I have nothing against it. Nothing, not a goddamn thing. Do what you need to do. Live your lives. This is a Memorial Day, 2015. Happy Memorial Day. Um, thank you to everybody who has given their lives fighting for this country. I, I know they're not alive to hear me say thank you, but I'm still going to say thank you because uh, the families of those lost and fallen soldiers can hear it. So if any of you are families of military, thank you for your service. And thank you for everybody who is serving this country. Um, Memorial Day is a very important day. I know a lot of you out there probably still drunk. Maybe you're just getting drunk. Maybe you're coming down from being drunk. Uh, so hopefully you took some time out of your life to commemorate those who have lost their lives so you're able to do those things without bombs being dropped on our country. So I, uh, I appreciate everybody who is brave enough to fight for our liberties and our freedoms. Thank you. Happy Mo- Memorial Day. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm actually sober today. I've been taking it easy. And you can't, let's, let's not mix up Memorial Day with Veterans Day. Let's learn about our, our holidays, okay? But Memorial Day is specifically for people who, it's for honoring mil- military who have deceased while serving this country, who have died, and the ones who were, who were killed while fighting for us. And Veterans Day is... It celebrates the service of all U.S. military vets. So get educated on that shit. Don't be arrogant and, and no, arrogant isn't the word. Don't be ignorant. I knew there was an ant at the end of that word. Too much sun today. Don't be ignorant. Learn about your your uh, troops, our troops. Um, I am performing at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. This coming weekend, May 29th. 30th and 31st it's a friday saturday and sunday in hartford ct connecticut i will be there post memorial day the weekend after memorial day so it's officially summer right is that how it goes um i was attacked by a bird this morning (laughs) i was walking i live in marina del rey i live in marina del rey Oh my God, take the four or five to the one on one. I live in Marina Del Rey. Um, I live in Marina Del Rey and I was walking Carlin in our neighborhood, our lovely neighborhood here. And I heard this piercing cawing noise from the skies. And then I just kept walking and then I felt something bitch slap me on the side of my face. 
something legit bitch slapped me on the side of my face and then I just kind of I swatted at whatever it was because I'm a human being and I have fucking reflexes and then I looked up and the bird fucking dive bombed my face my face this bird dive bombed my face and I let out a noise that made me sound like I was a bird I was like because I was so panicked this bird had enough gusto to step up to me. This bird was like up in my face like, what, bitch? What, what, what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I was so scared. Carlin looked at me like, bitch, what are you doing? Get yourself together. Gather your shit and like let's deal with life. This bird came right at my face and I think I must have been near her, her nest. Well, bitch, don't put your nest where I'm walking my dog. How about we live in harmony, Okay. Eight o'clock in the morning. That's what happened to me. Happy Memorial Day to you, you shitty dove. It was a beautiful bird, though. It was beautiful. I don't know what it was. And then I went back in the afternoon today, and it and it attacked me again. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock up in this shit. I mean, these birds are getting real comfortable out in these streets. That was hilarious. I couldn't believe that happened. And I just then then I did the thing like. After the bird dive bombed me 17 times, I, I looked around to see if anybody saw. <laughs> no one witnessed it. Nobody witnessed it. It's one of those things like, really? I just got fucking dive bombed by a pigeon and no one, no one's here to witness it? Oh, God, it was, I was terrified. I, um, my sister's in town, so I've been entertaining for a couple days. My sister Emily my first audience member. I've enjoyed making her laugh for the past two days, which is probably why, you know, I got into comedy. She was literally my first audience member. I used to entertain her when I was a kid. Um, we went to this really great place called Malibu Cafe up in the mountains of Malibu, California. And it felt like it's this restaurant, but it's, it's on this big plot of land. And it kind of feels like you're in Alice in Wonderland. They have a giant chess set and they have a uh, table tennis, they have rowboats, alcohol, uh, they had a game called cornhole, which, because I'm an immature child, I thought was hilarious. I knew what the game was, I didn't know it was called cornhole. That came out of left field. That came out of the cornhole in left field. So we had a, we had a, a fun day there, and um, the bartender was really cute. Everyone kept calling her Beyonce, which is kind of racist, just because she had the same skin tone. And I'm sure she didn't really appreciate it, but she was a beautiful girl. And she bartended. Her name is Courtney. And she was like, you look familiar. I know. Are you a comedian? And I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. She's like, oh, you're from Girl Code. you hella funny. You're so funny. So, Courtney, if you're listening to this, you're adorable. Thank you for, for giving us all those alcoholic cocktails that we had. And then I judged people for letting their children run around unsupervised. <laughs> I judged people on how they raised their kids. I've never raised a kid in my life, but I did judge them. Um, and then I tweeted something. I tweeted something that was, all I said was, I had a, a Twitter fight. I like to get into Twitter fights sometimes because I think it's hilarious what people take seriously on, on, the, on the internet. Um, I, had, I had an observation. I just looked at a woman who had her baby with her, a very little baby, and I just observed that she had checked her phone more than her baby in the hour. That's all I tweeted. I said, just watched a woman check her phone more than her baby in the hour. 
That's an observation. That's not a judgment. A judgment would be like, she's a horrible mother for checking her phone more than her baby. That would be a judgment. I just was, I was just given the facts. And everybody went crazy on Twitter. So everybody calm the fuck down, okay? My mom smoked cigarettes and, you know, went, went uh, dancing while I was, she was nine months pregnant. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. She was a great mother. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. That was a lie. I was just trying to get a cheap laugh. Please don't disown me. I love you dearly. Um, we actually, when you drive to, we went to Paradise Cove today, which is also in Malibu, which is a cute little spot um, to celebrate Memorial Day, my sister and I and her man and my agent, Valentine. We all went there and had a couple cocktails. And um, when you drive to Paradise Cove, you actually pass by Cher's house. Do you believe in life? My number Cher. My name is Cher. I'm, I'm Cher. Oh, do you believe in life after love? I mean, her house is massive. I don't even know if it's her house, but my, my manager, Justin, said it was, so I'm just believing him. It's an enormous house, so now every time I drive by, I tell people it's Cher's house. So it could just be this thing where it's going to be the telephone game where everyone's just, it's going to turn into somebody's, somebody else's house every fucking time. But every time I go by, I have to do, you know, I'm like, my name is Cher. I got asparagus in my refrigerator. Come on inside. Just ridiculous. What the hell's happening? It was a fun week. I actually had some time off. I've had a couple days off here, and then this last weekend was I. I was somewhere. I was in Utah. But it's been nice to have like days off during the week. My friend Sam Roberts from Sirius XM crashed at my at my pad. He, uh, you can catch him on Sirius XM. At noon, Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, Sirius XM Channel 103. He has his own after show um, on the same channel as Opie and Jimmy. He's hilarious. He's been one of my friends for a couple years. Um, So he came to L.A. He was here doing some work. And um, Troy was also here. We all hung out, and we went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and we stuffed our faces. Sam had never had Roscoe's Chicken and and Waffles, and if you come to L.A., you have to stuff your face with some chicken and waffles. That's just what you have to do. It's standard. It's protocol. It's just what happens. Don't fight it. Let it, let the syrup, let the syrup just drip down your chin. He had never experienced that. Sam eats like a child. That's one thing I, I realized about my friend Sam. He eats chicken tenders, pizza and, and and pancakes that's all he eats ever <laughs> uh we had a lot of fun we had so much fun um we were chilling you guys probably saw pictures of us we were chilling in my jacuzzi at my apartment and um uh Troy and I were were wrestling and he thought it was hilarious to undo my bikini and my boob popped out and Sam saw my boob it was just me Troy and Sam and my tit just hanging out by the pool a couple days ago. I'm a grown-ass woman, you know? And he thought it was hilarious that I didn't freak out. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I knew Troy was going to do that. I didn't know he was going to do that, but I knew that was what was going to happen because I'm in a string bikini. We're wrestling by the pool. That's just what happens. Okay, girls, so don't, you know, you can't freak out on dudes. If you start a pool fight and your booby pops out and Sam was just like, you didn't even care. And I was like, what am I going to, it's a boob. I have great boobs. So here's one. Happy birthday to you. So he got to see a booby. 
He also um, got to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. That Sam Roberts got to interview him. Up, they did a podcast together, and I found out that Stone Cold Steve Austin is my neighbor. How hilarious is that? Um, so uh, that was hilarious. We had a good time. We went to brunch. I love brunch. You want to get some brunch? I love brunch. And it was a good spot. It's called the Sunny Spot on Washington in Marina Del Rey. And they played, like, it was, like, the best music. I felt like we were still out at the club. They played, like, the best jams. We were just singing and dancing at our table. And then the table next to us, one of the girls was like, you look so familiar. Where do I know you from? And when people say I look familiar, I give them a second. And then sometimes they'll know girl, girl code. Or sometimes they just can't put it together. And that's where I take, you know, the opportunity and the 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 ability to just make up a profession. So she's like, where do I know you from? So I told her I was a stripper. And she said, where do you strip? And I said, the Girl Code Club. Still didn't put two and two together. Hilarious. And then she was like, oh, okay. Totally, yeah, totally bought it. She's like, yeah, you're a stripper from the Girl Code Club. Love that place. I frequent there often. I'm a, I'm a, a regular connoisseur of the Girl Code Strip Club. <laughs> That'd actually be a great strip club. We don't strip, we just... We're just assholes on stage telling jokes. Oh, it's comedy. Oh, okay. I already do that. Um, what else is going on? I'm on a twerk mission. I want I, I can kind of twerk. The problem is, is I don't have, I've got a little butt. Like I've got a above average white girl ass. Like there's meat there, but I'm trying to get the bubble going so that I can really twerk so that it looks like it's detached from my body. So it looks like an official twerk. So I'm on a mission. Um, I might have to start posting my twerk videos just to show you guys my progress and you can tell me what you think. I think I'm killing it. Um, my other friends, uh, beg to differ and I, you know what? Fuck you. Cause I'm going to make it happen. If somebody challenges me, whether it's to learn, you know, something I, I'm, I'm not well versed in, or if it's to learn how to twerk, I'm going to do that. So there you go. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to learn how to how to twerk. I'm going to make my father proud. <laughs> I um did I tell you guys a story when I went into the when I went to buy my vibrator? I I'm just I, I it's su such a non sequitur, but my my vibrator receipt is here on the table in my kitchen and um I went to this place called A Touch of Romance to buy a vibrator cuz it's been a while. I've been single for three years and You know, I don't know if I'm going to get a boyfriend anytime soon, so the vibrator is going to be my boyfriend. So um, I walk into the Touch of Romance in, in Culver City, and I'm in there for two minutes, and this girl goes, Oh, my God! Are you from Girl Code? So, yep, got recognized. I even had a hoodie on. I was trying to not be a creep in this place. But um, she, knew, she knew dead ass I was from Girl Code. The girl at brunch still thinks I'm a stripper. Here I am in a, in a sex shop. Girl knows 100% that I'm on girl code. So you know what? You just can't, you can't win them all. And I was like, yeah, I'm on girl code. Can I get a $200 vibrator? So she showed me a vibrator that was $200. Now I know what you're thinking, like, but it gives you pleasure and that's invaluable. Fuck you. $200 is expensive for anybody. And so I get it home, and I'm all excited because it's one of the new ones. It's uh, it, it Jimmy Jan. I don't even know what the brand is. Jimmy Jane. 
Jimmy Jan, J Jimmy Crack Corn, and I don't care. I don't know what the fucking name is, but it's one of the ones you plug in. It's not, it, it's like, it plugs in like a cell phone, like it sits on a base. So I plug it in and I literally, I wait like I'm making Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I like got myself all ready to have fun with my new vibrator. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have fun tonight. I know what I'm doing tonight. I charge it for eight fucking hours. This thing has to charge for eight hours. I, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, I, I hope this thing can, like, motor a boat. This thing better get through my drywall because I've waited for eight hours for this little shit thing to charge. I turn it on just to test it out. Not on myself, just I'm holding it. And it goes bzz, 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 and it fucking dies. My brand new $200 vibrator it fucking shits the bed before I even get into my bed. <laughs> I felt so defeated. I felt more alone than I was before. My vibrator doesn't even want to deal with me. And so I had to go back. I went back and I, and, and I, the girl's like, we don't do refunds on intimate toys. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't appreciate spending $200 for something that isn't dependable. You know, if I wanted to do that, I would go and get a boyfriend. I decided to come in here and get a fucking vibrator. I thought I could rely on it, but no, unreliable. So she gave me a new one. Props to a touch of romance for helping a lonely girl out. <laughs> oh, man. You know, what, what are you going to do? It's hard to find love out there. You got to find love even if it comes with batteries. You know, you know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I am. Um, I'm excited about this week's guest. She's one of my good friends. Uh, she's hilarious. She's a comedian as well. Uh, you may know her from Chelsea lately. She is a funny bitch. And her and I, we talked about, we, we talked about a lot of different things. We had a really great chat at her house um, that she just purchased last year that she uh, is now putting a pool in her backyard. In the backyard of her house, she has a pool, and I can't wait to go over there and just be a cute little pool girl drinking her cocktails. Um, you're going to love her. She's great. It's Fortune Feemster, my boo. I hope you enjoy our interview. We talk a lot about strippers and our, our sad childhoods and how those two things are related. <laughs> Here's Fortune, my girl. You're really doing You're it. You're really doing it, Jesse. Buddy. It's just because I'm unorganized. Yeah. That's why I was like, let me get an assistant. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, she's a lesbian, so I wanted to help out the lesbians. Oh, that was nice <laughs> of you. What is for the gay community by hiring a lesbian? I did. I thought that that was my contribution. <laughs> I feel like if you're not going to make out with one, you could at least hire yeah, one. Yeah, that's something like I'm not going to, I've never made out with a girl. Ever? And, and not you even. You seem like the type that would at least have tried. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. Total compliment. <laughs> I wasn't even one of those girls like, I don't know if it exists in the lesbian community where chicks get drunk uh -huh. and want to make out to get attention. Do lesbian girls do that? Uh, make you know, out with straight chicks. Yeah, like all the time. Straight girls make out to get guys' attention. Oh, oh, so did, well, no. If a lesbian makes out with a girl, it's just to make out with a girl. It's to not get anyone's. <laughs> they're not trying to get anyone's <laughs> attention other than the straight girl. But you know what I'm saying. Though, yeah. Like, no, I. Well, yeah, but that the straight girl makes out with the 
other girl only to turn the guy on yeah so it's not it doesn't really count so what's is that a, what's a lipstick lesbian like a feminine lesbian oh so that's it i thought it was a fake lesbian no i thought it was like the <laughs> <laughs> are you a fa- you're just like going up to people are you a fake lesbian <laughs> i was out at a bar the other night and there were these three girls they were clearly straight and they just started making out with each other almost as a way to like turn me on and i was like what's happening right now are you serious yeah i was like how do three people make out well well it was there were three of them hanging out but two two of them were making out just right in the middle of the bar yeah just making out and like kind of giving me the side eye like as to see if i was looking and i was like well what am i supposed to do with this what do you do i just was like I turned and I, I like literally pointed at him because I was with a bunch of other lesbian friends. I'm like, look at these two. And, but that's what they wanted. They, my friend was like, they're clearly doing that to get your attention. I'm like, but for what? Yeah, but then like, what do you do? You go start a conversation? Well, I didn't do anything. I, they ended up leaving and going to another bar. And I was just like, bye, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, those girls exist. Yeah. I thought that was, that's what I always thought a lipstick lesbian was, was like, girls who do that but they don't really mean it no lipstick lesbian is just the kind that wears lipstick and like heels and dresses so then what's the what's the alternative butch okay butch lesbian and those are the dykey guys (laughs) that we're like why does the word dyke come from do you Uh, know what the source of that is i always wonder that like no maybe maybe they're strong like a like a dyke like is it like that keeps water in is that a yard tool Is that what they used to dig like up it. your pool? Honey, bring me the dike. <laughs> Gotta get into these weeds. <laughs> Is it I, don't know, I hate the word dike. I, I mean, I do too. There are certain les, you know, butch lesbians who like, you know, prefer to be called that. But I'm like, I don't know. It's, I, it's not my favorite. I think it's kind of. It sounds derogatory. To yeah. Me. It doesn't sound. Especially if some straight guys yelling, "You dike." <laughs> Then it's well, definitely then you're not derogatory. Like my, like my dad at all. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and I was supposed to meet him. <laughs> You'll love my dad. I know we were gonna go to dinner that one yeah. night. I can't yeah. forget. I feel like I was going through drama or you, something. You had drama. Yeah. Oh yeah. Had some drama. Now going I remember. On that uh-huh. night. Yeah. <laughs> and I totally understood. I was like, yeah, you got to figure. Yeah, out, I was like, I can't book. come. I'm sad. <laughs> that's exactly, that was the gist of your text. I, like, I really want to meet Joe Peluso, but I need to stay home. Yeah. I just had some drama happen with the girl did you ever have you ever had a boyfriend no not really like i went on dates in college with like mormon boys (laughs) because you didn't have to like do anything with them you know because they're uber religious they don't do anything even when they get older some of i mean i I, i've heard you know there are a number of any but there are a number of people in any religion who you know go outside the religion and the views of that religion but and these particular Mormon boys were very much on the up and up. So you never really like had a boyfriend? No. I was kind of like asexual for a long time. <laughs> I feel asexual now. <laughs> I know. I kind of do right now, uh, too. I'm like, like, I just can't be bothered. I know. So. I've never had, I know, I've never been with a chick. Yeah. It's, it's not that I have never, I mean, I think women are beautiful. I right. Just, Some, I mean, they're. Some, you just if you don't have a desire you just like don't have a desire some people want to like see what it's like and other people are like never wonder or want to experience it did you um what do you think about bi curious bi curious bi bisexual <laughs> bi curious 
<laughs> you mean girls that are straight that yeah. are just curious? Bisexual. I've dated a lot of bisexual That's girls. That's gonna be confusing as hell. It's it's challenging as a for person sure. who's not bisexual. Yeah, I mean, I date a lot of bisexuals because I tend to like very feminine girls, and it's the bisexual ones that are you know more on the feminine side, right? Because then they can sort of swing yeah. the door. And uh, and there I've dated a couple that I thought were lesbians, and then like two months in, they're like BT dubs. I kind of like guys too. You're like what? So is is there like equivalent of gaydar with, with bidar? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. Lesdar? It's harder to tell with with women these days. I would days think so because we're so deceitful. I've dated. <laughs> yes, there's that. <laughs> but I've dated some you know very gay women who are very feminine. And I would never know they were gay. Um. But by yeah, bisexuals are interesting. They get mad, you know, when people they're like, no one understands us because yeah. we're genuinely attracted to both sexes. And then, you know, lesbians are like, yeah, they just want attention. And <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't like quite figured out my stance on it. Like, obviously, it hasn't stopped me from dating them. <laughs> but I my experience with the bisexuals I've dated is that they weren't ready to commit. They were just to one yeah they just they're still they're still you know dabbling around do you think you see i know for myself i tend to or in the past i'm making a change but mm-hmm. i have tend to date people who are emotion unavailable or assholes oh i across the board yes same here why do you think that is i don't know like i somebody was joking the other night that you know somebody was it showed some interest in me and they were like, are you not interested? Cause they're too nice and available. I'm like, huh? You're what like, do you yeah. mean? You're like, oh, you're like a hundred percent. Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm totally drawn to people who, who I think at the time, I like, you know, it seems like when you first meet them, they're available and then you find out, you know, a couple of dates in, I'm they're damaged. not available, but it does not deter me in any way. And there's something like I subconscious that, is immediately attracted to them if they're somehow unavailable. I feel like, and it's almost like not like in another relationship, but just no, but just emotionally, yeah, emotionally problems. not you know not open. open or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I it's like almost I'd say ninety five percent of the people I've dated have fallen under that category. Yeah, same here. And it has to there has to be some sort of link. Are we messed up? <laughs> is it us? <laughs> oh no, it's us. <laughs> Could it be our upbringings? Oh man, our childhood. Oh, God. All of a sudden, that this podcast gets really sad. Sometimes each, each one, there's always like a little sad. There's moment. a little dark, a little around. darkness that creeps I like in to there. Go dark. Listen, we wouldn't be comedians if we didn't have a you know a little darkness. There. I mean, your you your situation, your childhood was crazy. Yeah. That's not judgment. It's just no facts, right? But yours too. Yeah, we've had some. We've we've, we've chatted over drinks before, where we're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Different situations, but, it, but equally as crazy. But it's nice, like, to talk to people who have experienced that, because sometimes you'll, you know, people ask you about your childhood, and you'll tell them certain things, and they'll look at you like you're crazy. You're like, yeah. "Oh wait, well, you didn't go relate. through that." Yeah, they, yeah, they're just like, you know, had the cheery upbringing I I mean I had a good upbringing but you know there's challenges here and there so what do you do you have like anything you remember do you have like any pivotal moment where you can say maybe that's where my life started to go in the trajectory of becoming a comedian like for me I can say like as an example when my mom kicked my dad out when I was like I'm not saying kicked out like you know she literally booted him out yeah they got separated but he moved out of the house right. when I was like nine or ten. And mm-hmm. then my neighbor's father 
moved in. That's right. Yeah. So I know that's one of the, probably one of the first moments in my life where I developed whatever personality trait that made Mm -hmm. me funny or attracted to humor. Do you have anything like that that you can remember? Um, I mean, throughout my childhood, anytime something hard would happen, my family as a whole would always laugh and, you know, find humor in it, which I guess I learned from that. I, I mean, I would say a pivotal point in my life in general was, um, you know, my parents divorced when I was 12 and my grandmother really stepped in and took care of me and, and raised me, you know, when parent, your parents are going through their own stuff and she only lived around the corner. So she was like another mom to me and she died when I was 18 of cancer and she like was sick that whole summer and then, um, died the day after I moved to college. It was almost like she oh, saw man. me like off. She, yeah. yeah. She held on till you left. Totally. And oh, it that's just, heartbreaking. it was heartbreaking. And you know, I thought she was in such pain and, but never complained. And she lived, you know, that three months longer than she should. And, and I believe a way, you know, to see me off to college hundred percent. and you know, for someone to make that kind of sacrifice for me, I was like, I, cannot be a piece of crap you know what i mean (laughs) like who does that for another human being like and then if you were to just go be a shitty person it's like all that's in vain and so that really changed my life and i just had more purpose from then on where i was just like i want to do good things and i want to make a difference and i think that led me to comedy because you can change people's opinion through humor yeah and you can make them you know, where they were judgmental before, shine light on something in a, you know, humorous fashion mm-hmm. and make them see it from a different angle, not be so yeah. harsh. And if, you know, the, just the way our particular society is, if you have some notoriety, more people listen to you, yeah. you know. And, and that, that's a responsibility. Yeah, and I, it's one I take pretty seriously, you know, where I try to do good things and try to be, like, a good example. When I can, it's yeah. not like I'm perfect, but... But it's still um, important to, I think, not just take, you know, you and I are in the the limelight, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. We're in the entertainment industry, so you have fans, I have fans, and it's important to use that in a way that isn't just fluff. Yeah, and all the time, for sure. I mean, we you know have a good time and and enjoy the perks of this business, but like then there also is a lot of hard times in this business. But you know, the one thing that is like uh keeps you really motivated is when you probably you've uh experienced this a lot on the road where people come up to you and they're like you know they've had children that had been killed and motorcycle accidents friends that had been murdered uh parents die you know lost their house yeah, yeah like lost their job and they tell you how you know that that was the first time they'd smiled in months or laughed and or just if it's just that one night where they feel better, like it's just such a gift that you can do for people. It is. And you don't think about it at the time when you're like telling, you know, some <laughs> of your d- dumb vagina jokes or whatever it is that you're saying, but it's, it's, it's just making lighter the world a little lighter, which people need. Yeah. I feel it too. I get once in a while, I get like notes after shows mm-hmm. people that are like, you know, been through whatever horrible things they've been through. And it's, yeah, j- it, that doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, you're like, okay, I'm not, there's, there's more to this than just, yeah. You're not in a bubble. Yeah. It's like it, you, you don't realize where the reach goes. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's a part of the addictiveness that yeah. comes with this of industry. I mean, you get the high from performing mm-hmm. and all of that, but then when you realize you're actually connecting with strangers yeah on a level that is personal and all that it's 
it it's gratifying yeah and you yeah uh, oh god <laughs> see she couldn't be vulnerable <laughs> she wonders why she doesn't meet anyone that's emotionally available and she's like where's that what's the link to that why do you think that is burp <laughs> <laughs> Am I a she pig? got too deep. We I, got too I got deep. Too deep. I, I do that sometimes when I'm in relationships. Oh, it's like we just went to a relationship and just <laughs> broke up. <laughs> oh, this is my whole yeah. life in this fortune. We need to talk. <laughs> You're like, I, bitch, I don't talk. I just leave. <laughs> oh my god. I know it's, so, but I'm ready. Like I'm ready for. Oh, are you ready for a thing? <laughs> You ready for a real relationship? Is that what you're about to say? I sense I sense sarcasm in your voice. No, I'm legitimately asking. Are you? Yeah. I am. Okay, cuz I hadn't you hadn't told me that. I think I am. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't want to date assholes anymore. Uh-huh. And I don't really date. Do you I, who are you dating anybody? No. I'm not dating anybody. Yeah. Cuz I, I just don't I have some exes that are, you know, lingering. Lingering. <laughs> That I gotta, got some that I gotta figure out. <laughs> but Our girls, uh, like, do you think it must be interesting? I just like wonder, like, as a lesbian, and this the whole thing isn't gonna be about being a lesbian, but I'm intrigued by it. Like, mm-hmm. are girls crazy? Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of crazy. It's not just girls, but is there a common the only chick thing, craziness? Well, the only thing that's different with women is like think about how we are as women, where we analyze everything. I don't know how if you do I'm, that. Um, over, yeah, extremely overanalytical. Oh, yeah, most of us are. We we like read way too much into everything. We want to talk about things. We want to like uh, understand why. And figure certain, out what yeah, you meant. Yeah. What you mean by what that? What you mean by that? Exclamation I know you said this, but mark. What you mean by it? it times that by two, <laughs> and that's the oh lesbian relationship. Whereas the man is usually the calmer one. The yeah, one that's like I didn't even like. I didn't even know I said that, you know. They and they didn't even mean it the way you yeah. took it. And they're and so at least with a man, they they like even things out. It's not as intense. But with a woman, you they are deeper. So when you connect, it's like more meaningful. Whereas yeah. a man, not all men, but a lot of men have a harder time going to that empathetic place. That's I. I think that's why I'm a ma- I'm a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be both. I can be very like sensitive because I'm a cancer. Yeah. Uh, and I can overanalyze, but then I, there are other times I can completely shut off. That I wonder if that's an artist thing because I feel the same way. But I always feel like I have a very male mentality when it comes mm-hmm. to relationships because I, even though I'm attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. i'm emotionally unavailable yeah so i but you're opening yourself up now but yeah i'm <laughs> i'm in blossoming you are <laughs> <laughs> I'm being, i've been more vulnerable the past like two years of my life but uh-huh. only through therapy and shit but like i'm ready to be you know not just to have oh, that i can't wait to see you in a serious <laughs> relationship i mean i want to know i'm still what... holding out for stamos i hear he's I ready for a chick he seems. Have you met him? I have. Yeah, what I happened? auditioned. Tell me. I need every audition. <laughs> I need every detail. I auditioned for a commercial with him. What? It was one. Of, I thought I told you that. I'm gonna smack you. Uh, it was for one of those Greek yogurt commercials. <laughs> he had. He knew me, I guess, through my friend. You know T.J. Miller. Yeah. He knew me through T.J. and uh, asked for me to come in for this audition. And I will, I don't, I, I don't want to make you jealous here, but one of the parts was for a hot chick 
And my, I obviously wasn't auditioning <laughs> for that part. Stop. It was like a hot chick and then like a homely looking cash register <laughs> lady, which was the part I was auditioning for. But I could only go when the hot chicks were auditioning because that was, that was back when I was at Chelsea. <laughs> and uh, I walk in, there's like all these gorgeous girls and they're like, Stamos is going to um, be here at the audition. I'm like, uh, yeah, of course he is. Because part of the audition was he got to, the girl kissed him. Oh yeah, and so yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'll be with- there." He okay. basically went out with every girl oh, in the audition room. I wouldn't have let anybody through the door. I know, right? But he was—I have to say—he could have charmed the pants off of me. I was really? like, he was so charming. I was like, I love this guy. I mean, I'd always loved him, but just meeting him in person—not only is he so handsome, but he's so freaking charming. He's so charming. Does he smell good? Yes, and he—and he like. We actually, he actually kissed me, like, cause we what? we got like in. Oh shit! So I was like, same was if he's kissing me, then I don't know who else he's kissing. <laughs> were we? I don't think we were friends then. Oh, uh, like, it was like probably near the beginning of us knowing of each our, other. Of our yeah, courtship. He tweeted me uh, a picture of us, cause he took a picture of us to send TJ, and he tweeted it, and I was pretty. Did you excited feel about really that. excited about that? Yeah. I'm gonna go find it and delete it. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> don't be gel i still like my uh the chick who does my makeup she went to the upfronts uh-huh. in new york I, I think it was fox upfronts yeah he's doing some show he's got a new show uh-huh. and she sends me a text message and she's like i'm at the upfronts and stamos is here and i was like you are gonna go talk to him right now <laughs> and she's like no no i'm like bitch you're gonna be my friend uh-huh. And you're gonna go talk to him Bitch. right now. <laughs> Does he know yeah. how obsessed you are with him? He's gotta know. I know because you tweet at him a lot, <laughs> and I'm sure your legions of fans respond. Everyone always adds him into mm-hmm. tweets, and they, you know, if they find a picture of him, yeah. they send it to me. Has he ever written you? Yeah, we've tweeted back and forth. Oh, a so couple he knows times. you for sure. Yeah, but you know, I'm he's used to dating like he's 18 not- year old Asian models. <laughs> He's not ready to take it to the next step. No, I sent her a text message when she was at the party, and I said, uh, I didn't say who I was. I yeah. just said, I'm a grown-ass woman who's financially independent. It's time for you to take me to dinner. And she showed him the text message. Oh, really? Yeah, and he laughed. Uh-huh. And then she got a photo with him, and she sent that to me. And I was like, bitch, don't waste your time sending photos of you. Send him a picture of me so he can... Yeah, he po- needs to know what I look like. I'm ready. <laughs> It's crazy. Everyone thinks I'm insane. And I am, but who cares? Oh, whatever. Who, do you have a celebrity crush? All good fun. Um, I mean, I, it's not like, it's not like a, like I want to date her crush because she's married and has a kid, but I like love Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> I know, but I, she's the voice of an angel. <laughs> I, but physical wise i have a huge crush on rachel mcadams she's so she's so hot. cute and like a girl next door kind yeah of thing. and she's she's really talented yeah and she's, she's charming super too super straight have you met her i've interviewed when i was you know i was a journalist back in the day when i was pursuing comedy and i, I interviewed can her imagine was being a really good journalist i was were you i asked those hard-hitting <laughs> questions how was it working on this film <laughs> <laughs> were you really a journalist i really was for seven years wow yeah so my day job was like i went to the emmys the grammys uh the oscars uh went to movie premieres i interviewed uh all like a gazillion celebrities on the phone like there are people i'm friends with now who i interviewed back then i mean like chris colfer uh 
Oh yeah. I mean, gosh, anybody, Melissa Peterman, she's a, a stand up. Kelly Clark. I'm not friends with Kelly Clark. I mean, I interviewed. Are you friends with her the way I'm friends with John Stamos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think who all. Yeah, just different people, you know, where you, you know, run across them. I met somebody. That's wild. Gosh, who was? Oh, I, I did. You know, we both did that World's Funniest the Terry, with yeah, the Terry, Terry Crews. I had interviewed him when he did Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, as a father. And I had to call him because uh, they give you, you know, their numbers and you call them uh, to interview them. And he he didn't answer the first time. And his voicemail was like, I'm taking it to the next level and I don't plan to stop. And I like <laughs> loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest voicemail ever. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. He's like, you, you just look at him and you're like, what drug are you on? But he's just natural he energy. He seems very, well, that's probably because he works out a lot. Yeah, he's I mean, just, his he's arms like are a, ripping through oh his God. shirt. He's built like every middle-aged what? <laughs> middle-aged white guy? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking in my head like he's like every housewife's dream like a middle-aged oh, yeah. housewife like alone at home like I feel like Terry Crews is the guy that can turn them all out yeah well I mean you know I don't know a lot of his story but I did the show with Godfrey who said he's known him for years he's like I knew him back when he was digging holes as for a living what and was he working in a graveyard I don't know or you know construction or oh, something I don't know why I have to go so dark and you know so it's probably it's I'm he should be happy you know I would I would be that happy too like if you weren't you know. digging holes anymore yeah I what was another shitty you had like any shitty job journalists well awesome. I mean I worked That's a it career that was a yeah I was like if I had wanted to be a journalist I had like made it you know yeah but I didn't want to be a journalist so I like fell into it um what was the job you had before well, you I was quit in, to do comedy I well, that one I, well, well I mean I was I moved out here when I was 22 and I became a journalist at 23 Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, uh, so that was my day job while I pursued comedy. And you'd go out at night? I was an assistant. Well, I was an assistant for the first year and a half out here. But I also fell into journalism part-time during that time and became a full-time journalist at 25. So then when did you, when did you go, okay, I'm doing comedy full-time? Um, and well, I had started at the Groundlings when I was 25 and I was going through that program and at, at 29, uh... My journalism job, the you know, the newspaper business is just a dying yeah. business. And I wrote for newspapers at the time and the L.A. Daily News and the New York Daily News. And our column got cut as oh. part of the cutbacks. So they couldn't afford to pay me anymore. And so I kind of had like that job ended. I could have gone to another place and gotten a journalism job, but I didn't want to. And so I gave myself like a. I'd, it's not like I was suddenly doing comedy. I'd been doing it, right. you know, but, for I mean, years. Like, where you go, where you jump in the yeah. I was like, I'm saying. giving myself a year um, where I just do comedy. I don't do, and I I did a like, couple odd jobs where I live on my savings and just see what I can make happen. Where you give it 100, yeah. percent and I was down to like negative two thousand uh, dollars. It was it was New Year's. And I was like, uh, this was like, two. it was New Year's about to be 2011. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I am negative right now. And I don't negative have. Negative two grand. Well, well I was, like I, I had about $100 in the bank, but I was negative two grand because I owed that money of, in rent to my roommate, but he was out of the country for like three months. So I didn't have to pay him yet. 
And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like come, you know, February when he gets back. And, uh, literally two weeks later, I got the Chelsea lately audition. Like I'd submitted a package months before and I got the interview like two weeks later. That's wild. A week after that, I had the job and I was like, I went from like negative to like this great job all of a sudden. It was insane. But that's how you know, like when things like that happen, I don't believe in luck. Yeah. I'm not like somebody who's like, oh, you're lucky. But you prepared and mm-hmm. it just timing was right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it like, you know, saved my ass. So it was funny because I had like gotten this job where, you know, a lot of those people had been working there for several years. So and they, they had money their, they and had their, they, thing, right? they had their thing. And I, and I like here, like, you know, I, I didn't have any money. And so I'm like working because they don't pay you for like a month because yeah, you got to get all your stuff and so, like, there I was with this gr- cool job with all these people with money, and I had literally had, like, no money. <laughs> and they would be like, uh, it's so-and-so's birthday. I'm going to need $300 from everybody. I'm like, I don't know that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then you went to Chelsea lately. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, every my, I've been working steady since, so I'm grateful for yeah. it. Well, you're fucking funny, so. Well. Isn't thanks. it funny? You and I both, Chris Frangelo told me this, and I've told you this before, too. You and I both have a similar joke, and this is how it's like, there are, parallel thinking is real. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have a joke about our moms going to weddings. Uh-huh. My joke is, I, you know, I say how I love to go to weddings with my mom because she just likes to drink and dance, and she knows the words to rap songs. Yeah. And so my mom's just out there with her glass of wine, and she does that. Uh-huh. You know, old ladies at yeah. weddings and they just kind of shimmy and yeah. do all this and she sings to like, you uh-huh. know, I fuck bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. Yeah. My mom's out there just grinding with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one where like my mom and I went to a bar and she, when she has one drink, she starts dancing and she has no idea what she's dancing to. And it's like, to the window, to the wall. <laughs> she does the mom dance with the finger. So I do this finger dance. <laughs> So yeah, it's just, but I mean, it's just, everyone has mom stories, oh, you know? God, that's so funny. That's really, really funny. What, <laughs> twins. um, what do you think you would do? What's like another dream do- job besides stand-up comedy? Um, like if, like that's not in the entertainment world? Yeah, like I would be, I would, riding a horse isn't a job, but I'd make it one. Really? You're into riding horses? I love horses. I love riding them. I would not have guessed that. I mean, I'm a little, I'm like country girl at heart. Yeah. I would ride a horse if I can get paid at it, but only like leisurely, like not fast. That, somebody's just like, I would just like to hire someone to ride a horse. <laughs> You're like, for what purpose? No reason. Just going to pay you. To r- I have a lot of, basically I want to be a housewife. <laughs> well, if you get enough money, you can just buy a horse and you know, isn't that chick from the big bang theory? She's like a big horse person. Yeah. So, you know, rich people have horses. So maybe they're crazy expensive. They are really expensive. Yeah. So really make sure you have a lot of money. If you buy. <laughs> no one's going to pay you to ride one. BT dubs. You're going to have to make that happen on your own. If anybody out there would like to pay me to ride their horse, I'm available for hire. <laughs> I get, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm like really fascinated by history. And I, I, uh, I like lived in Mexico for two summers where I studied like the Mayan ruins and went to really, yeah, I have like We're a learning lot of, so much. About I know <laughs> I like, uh, Are you Indiana Jones. Look at you. I know. And I went to the rainforest where we like my professor studied lemurs there. And so we like watched how she collected data and then, 
we went like did uh hiked all the pyramids and all that stuff so i think something like that would be cool like just studying history stuff that's really interesting yeah i want to be paid to ride like amps like archaeology stuff like that yeah that's really cool Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm But I mean, I would never do it as a living. There's like no money in and that, be, and you wouldn't get any. You just have to like love public it. Recognition. I know. <laughs> no one would be What's telling me how great I was. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a really great job. Well, there. I'm in me- I'm the rainforest of Mexico <laughs> digging a hole. You're trying to make the lemurs laugh. You're doing a set for the lemurs. You're all by yourself, surrounded by little Mayan kids. We're stuck. Yeah, we're stuck in this. So, but yeah, so we need to just like be successful in what we do and do that stuff for fun. So you're going to be like a, I know we can combine it. You can do historical while you ride a horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like my, I'm still friends with my professor from college. I would totally, you know, totally if I had money, hire her to like do a, some sort of trip to like Egypt or something. That'd be really cool. It was like a guided tour. You learned actually like what, you're mm-hmm. seeing and looking at because she knows all the history of everything that's really cool but it's not in a boring way you know it's yeah. like you're like climbing things and digging things it's like your hands on well see i climb but i i just i climb men mm, usually mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no i don't i just wanted to sound cool <laughs> i haven't climbed a guy in so long <laughs> i'm like wait, yeah, i want to ask questions i was like where i was like wait no no i mean i okay. now visualized it so uh, i like if i can climb i was like do man. you i was like do you start with their knees <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually i do i start at their knees uh-huh. i make sure they're braced on something so i can physically climb on top oh of man them. guys listen to this <laughs> i mean how are you single right now i don't know man and somebody sent me a message they were like I, I answer questions at the end of this uh-huh. and somebody was like, do you think it's harder for you to, for guys to talk to you because you're funny? Uh-huh. Like after shows and stuff. It like, I, for me doing shows on the road, it's more common for male comics to hook up on the road. Totally. And yeah. that's just a, that's just what happens. Cause girls up. are sluts. Cause you guys are skanks and you throw yourself you at them. You skanky girls. You're, like, you're so funny. Here's my vagina. Yeah. That's all they had to do was tell some jokes just and you give jokes. it up. They and don't even take you to dinner. And then that you're ruining it for me. Yeah. Because totally ruin it, ruin for, it for everybody. Make him work for it. He shouldn't just tell jokes to a whole audience and he gets your vagina. Yeah. Make him like work for you. Not just, for sure, but guys don't come up. Guys don't come up after to me. the show and no. be like, "Hey, girl." They're not. They're intimidated. They yeah. either come up and they try and be funny with me, or uh-huh. they just don't talk to me. Like, do you do? Are girls w- different with you? I mean, it's not much different with lesbians. You know, it's not like. I mean, I've had shows where the openers are usually guys, and they're like, "Look at all those girls in line to meet you," but I don't like see it. You know, like. Yeah. But I, I don't really see it in life either. People are like, that girl's totally checking you out. I'm like, I don't think so. So I don't, I think maybe I'm oblivious to it if they are hitting on me. It just seems That's like they're excited as a fan to talk to you. I don't know like where the line is. Do you think you're oblivious to it? This is something that one of my friends said to me recently. Because I, I often friend zone myself. Yeah, I do that a lot too. But do you think that we do that because we just think that there's that no one's gonna like us? Yeah, <laughs> and we're just trying to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'll, I'll just make them like me in a friend way, right? And I'll, I'll they're drive probably us. not interested, right? In anything else? But it, yeah, but like this guy recently, we you know we connected and he was like, I didn't even know you liked me. Uh-huh. You were so hard to read, and in my mind, I was like, 
I thought I was putting out all the right signals. Yeah. Apparently, I suck. I could see that with you, because huh? you're so, like, just, like, fun, and mm-hmm. I could see how guys would think you're just, like, you know, having a beer with them, hanging out. Yeah. That you're just, like, you know, like, one of the guys. I gotta turn up the vamp. Yeah, the, you gotta turn up your slut factor. I gotta turn up my... See, I'm so happy that I have to turn up my slut factor. Yeah. Because you have to turn yours down. <laughs> <laughs> Turning down the slut factor. Man, I need to turn mine up hardcore. I'm too responsible for my own good. It sounds like you and I need to be shaken up. My my friends are like, oh, these girls are like throwing themselves at you. What, what are you, crazy? And I'm just like, yeah, but I'm tired. I've been working all week. Yeah, I want to go like, to bed. It's a hard. T- that's another thing, like doing what we do and talking we talk for a living we entertain mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of you and then the, the, the last thing you want to do is to talk more yeah to go entertain someone one-on-one yeah yeah because uh, yeah, people don't realize like you're doing like five shows a weekend you're t- you know doing an hour of stand-up then you're doing meet and greets and, and it's Sometimes great two hours yeah two shows a night and then you know you're on like from 7 p.m until so, like midnight. one or oh. yeah and that's a lot of time to exude energy, yeah. you know, all for three de- nights in a row. And then they want to party. And, and then they want to party. And, it's and just you're like, just like, oh, I can't. Like, there's no way I could do that every weekend and keep this schedule going and, and still be, be successful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like. You're like, you got here for a reason. You have a work ethic, yep. you know. And if you were like drinking your face off every weekend, you're not going to get any further. No. Because you're just going to be an alcoholic by that point. I just I want to I want to get wasted with you. We have to go out and get wasted. <laughs> you know. and I will be so much fun. I know, right? Got, and would, West Hollywood or something. <laughs> West Hollywood, <laughs> and we would have no numbers by the end. I of know, because we would just be talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've some of my some of my best friends are straight. Most of my I don't know why I have a lot of different friends, but a lot of my close friends are straight, and they always like when we go out they like are handsy with me and which I don't care, but they like, it's like they have some sort of internal radar that they don't realize that as soon as a girl walks by that I think is cute. They like put their arm around me or like touch my hair and I'm like, get the, get the fuck off me. Get off me. (laughs) You're fucking it up. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, they don't think we're together. I'm like, yes, they do. Get off me. (laughs) So, I have this one friend I always, anytime somebody comes up to us, I'm like, this is my straight best friend. <laughs> and now she's like, I'm her straight best friend. I'm her straight best friend. <laughs> I'm like, don't be ruining That's my game. <laughs> I have to remember that because a couple of my really close friends are gay guys too. Uh-huh. And they're not like, you know, super feminine. Yeah. They're very, like the gay guys where you're not sure if they're gay right. or not. Which, yeah. And if you're hanging all over them, other people just assume they're straight or together so yeah so i'm like get off me do you think you're gonna get married i want to one day you do you want you want like wife and kids i don't know yet about kids um i for sure want a partner at some point yeah i want to be like ellen <laughs> so you want wanna, Porsche to Rossi? yeah i want Portia. uh no I, yes she can be my Portia. um i would just want somebody you know at some, that's cool you know you have an easy fun life together whether or not we have kids i don't like i'm either way with that um but i'm not ready to get married right now but i you know in like five years i would hope to be married or or engage i don't know you don't know if you're going to Mm -mm. you don't want kids Mm -mm. yeah 
No, I mean, it, but now I don't, little... but it has to, it could be a thing where I meet somebody who's great yeah. and like, let's pop out a baby. Yeah. Right Life now seems I don't. hard with kids. It does seem hard. And it's like, I remember I was in New York a couple weeks ago and I was walking through the city. I had a, like two, I had my podcast equipment with me, my uh-huh. purse, and it was, I was kind of sweating because I was walking fast and I was so irritated and uh-huh. people were in my way and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> I can't. It's really hard. Yeah. And I walked and there was this woman in front of me who had a baby on her back. Yeah. One in her front and two in, a, <gasps> in, the, in no. the stroller. Yeah. That's... And she was on her phone. I was like, you know what? I can handle today. Yeah. I can handle today. That seems awful. I would not, if I ever had kids, it would not be more than two. That would but, be the You know, max. you say that, and then your situation, whatever what happened, uh-huh. you'd have, like, quadruplets. I know, right? You can't put that out I, Yeah, the that's true. That's true. I would probably end up with, like, six kids in one go. So, have you decided, like, is that something you figure out when you get with a chick who's... How do you figure that out? Like, who's, whose eggs are you going to use? Well, I definitely don't want any child to look like me. <laughs> So that's a pretty Poor easy kid. decision. <laughs> Not my eggs. <laughs> I want them to have my personality. <laughs> but I would hope whoever I marry is better looking than I am. <laughs> so we're going to go with her. Uh, Rachel. So they're going to look like Rachel. They're going to look like Rachel and have my personality. So they'll be perfect. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I've never wanted to have a baby physically ever, ever, ever. Me, and I know either. that will not change. Um, and so, yeah, I don't need a kid to look like, you know, have my genes. Yeah, it's Cause it's just love. I mean, you, you raise it and it's mm-hmm. just your baby at that yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, when you, you know, when you really love somebody, I, I have been in that situation before when you really love somebody, you think how cool it would be to be able to like combine your, your, your stuff together. But you know, that's just not possible. Yeah. But there's like so many, there's so many other options. There's yeah. so many other options out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. There's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that is an option. Or cats. cats. A lot of lesbians like cats. I have two dogs. Those are my babies. Yeah, I love dogs. It's just they're a lot of work. They're a lot of and work. And I travel too much. It's a big expense. Yeah. I know. I'm keeping one alive. Vet bills I've he- heard can get crazy. It's insane. And it's like, it's like going to the mechanic. You don't know. I can't look into the dog and know what the hell is wrong yeah so they just hand you a bill like you can't three thousand dollars later yeah yeah it's like hey his, we did a heart checkup it's four grand fozzy cost me like eight grand last <gasps> year whoa and he's, he's like dying slowly he's dying oh, so slowly <laughs> he's really dragging this out he's like bitch i'm taking my time <laughs> bitch you better have my money bitch you better be paying for my bill i want to be comfortable <laughs> he's like a pimp <laughs> five, five, i've seen pictures you treat them like, you did this you I treat them like a pimp i did this I, you did this <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what i was thinking about um on the we're talking about babies when i was living in new york when i first moved there i was so broke and they used to do these ads in the back of pa- the paper there uh-huh. you could donate your eggs oh really and they'd give you they compensate you yeah it was like six grand so somebody out there has my DNA. Oh, you did it? I donated eggs. Was it invasive? Like, to Yeah, donate? it was, you know, look, I don't know if I would have done it again. Because I've heard freezing eggs is super invasive. It's really, I mean, the process to donate eggs, they have to give you, you have to give yourself hormonal injections. Uh, yeah. And it, it, I mean, you're basically, you're essentially affecting your reproductive system. Right. And you're forcing it to become fertile. Yeah. And then they extract eggs. They say they're only going to take so many. Who the you fuck don't know? Knows? Yeah. I could be barren right now for uh-huh. four grand. 
oh my gosh <laughs> that's great but i was like 22 years yeah, old. yeah right i had no idea i was like i need money because i can't pay rent let me sell my eggs how interesting i don't think i've met anyone who's sold their eggs Isn't before that, that's like crazy well listen when times are tough you know it's better than times being a tough. prostitute i tried everything i worked at a strip club for a day at it for one day one day because i got so grossed out what were you doing at the strip club um mopping I had to do so much mopping. Did you hear that laugh that you made me? It was from a deep, deep, dark place. It wasn't even a human noise. What were you doing? Mopping. Oh, my God. I worked, it was at Flash Dancers in Times Square. Uh-huh. Again, another ad in the back of the magazine. You love that magazine. Because I didn't want to, I kept hitting my parents up for money and they were broke. And I just yeah. was like, I got to try and do this alone. And so I was working all these odd jobs. And so I got a job at the, at Flash Dancers working a lunch shift uh-huh. from like 11 till 4. Yeah. As a waitress? As a waitress. Oh, okay. And you got an outfit. There was like a choker yeah. necklace thing a half a crop top and shorts okay so we were the most clothed yeah. in the place uh-huh. and i worked there i had to work a double shift the first day to really see if i wanted to do it i guess it was their you know their test their test yeah and so it was just cops were in there oh, doctors man. businessmen oh weird very weird it just felt so sad yeah i know that sounds cliche and and like i'm just making up but it really felt sad mm-hmm. and so I was just talking to the bouncer because there's nobody there. It was fucking eleven o'clock in the morning, and they had a right. sushi box. App- they, had a, they had a sushi box uh-huh. lunch menu, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's like you, there's a box on stage, and you can have a box for lunch. And the bouncer was telling me all the stories about the strippers, and he was saying how this one's married with kids, and her husband has no idea that she strips. There was what? like three. Yes. How does that even possible? I don't know. He said there were three girls that were in that club at that time who were le- leading double lives and their husbands had no idea that they stripped because the girls talked to the bouncers all the time. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to get away with that now with technology. No, not with, this is like, yeah, this is, that was like 2005. Ten, yeah. So that's, 10 that's years ago. Texting had just yeah. started becoming like there a was thing. like, just like MySpace maybe back yeah. then. Yeah. It wasn't everything yeah. like how it is now. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> At the end of the shift, this guy comes over, totally stereotypical, gold pinky ring, gold Figaro link necklace, bowling shirt, button up, and a slicked back hair. And he's like, hey, Toots, I think you'd look really good on that stage. Uh And I was like, not a goddamn chance. Yeah. He's like, you can make triple, maybe even quadruple your money. Did he work there? He he was the owner. Oh, my God. And he kept yeah. pointing with his pinky ring towards no. the stage. He was like, <laughs> "That is like such a stereotype." Uh, and so, hey toots. hey toots, you can do it. I um, I went in before the end of my shift, and I, I changed into my regular clothes, and I just left. I, I so I didn't yeah. even work a full day. Yeah, I didn't even mop a full day. <laughs> that floor just was still dirty. <laughs> oh. Do you go into strip clubs? Sometimes. I mean, I don't make it a habit, but every now and then it's fun. I've gone with, you know, some of the Chelsea Lately guys like in Vegas. Like to chick strip clubs? Yeah. Because, I mean, guy strip clubs are gross. But, but like, uh, it's funny because a lot of strippers watch Chelsea Lately. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually was the uh, tagline for, I know, for right? the show for a while. Well, they, lo- they love Chelsea because, you know, she's sassy and drinks yeah. and parties. <laughs> 
but also it comes on late you know it would come on late and they work late yep. and or, or night chicks and so uh they loved it like porn stars strippers they all love the show that's so crazy i'd always have porn stars and I'm like i love you i'm like oh my <laughs> <laughs> freak me out and uh and then yeah so when we go to the strip clubs with like you know chris and brad and and whoever Brad Wallach in a strip club. Yeah, I can't <laughs> for something that just seems so oxymoronic. I don't know. Well, it yeah. I mean, it's all fun. You know, we just sit there and drink and um. But the girls would know who we were or whatever, so they'd come hang out around. And I mean, you know, strippers always. You know, I'm gonna tell you my real name because you're special. <laughs> like I know the whole the whole spiel. You know, but you're special. But these chicks for real would be like felt comfortable around me because they you know saw me on the show and felt like we were friends they're like yeah i have an 18 month old at home and i just got engaged i'm like i don't want to know this you're ruining the <laughs> fantasy but they would tell me like their whole life story i'm like okay did they give you lap dances they would be like sitting on my lap telling me this i'm like um <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty okay <listen>. well <laughs> you're taking up my 20 dollars <laughs> Up, oh, that's it. $20 is up. $20 is up. Get off me. <laughs> Get off me, a hooker. Oh, yeah. It feels so weird. Yeah. It, there's just something so weird. I mean, I don't, I think they're fun. Like, I, my favorite thing is to take, like, like sweet girls who've never been there before and just see their, like, you know, them go crazy. They're like, just like, I love it. Uh, Wide eyed. Uh, but, you know, there's something weird about paying chicks to sit, you know, dance in front of you you're just like that's and pop things out of their holes yeah it's just like it's weird i look at it when i've gone i look at it like i want to learn how i want to learn what she's doing i mean some of them are so flexible and athletic i like going to jumbo's clown room in la because it's like a different it's like an old school strip club out here. You got to go. Jumbo's and, Clown Room? Yeah. That sounds like but a it's scary like, haunted house. Well, no, it's like those old, it's like those old school strippers. They're like, you know, they're pretty girls, but they have tattoos and they're like, how old are no they? Shit how old are kind these of, I mean, no, they're like, you know, young, young? attractive, okay. but they, they're, it's old school in that they just dance on the stage. They're all up on the pole. They have, they wear those big heels and like like bang them together to get your attention oh. and they and they put on they do like real dances it's like and it it's old school and there's no lap dances you just it's dollar bills you're just throwing dollar bills at go. them it's cool it's small but it's we should fun. go yeah for it, father's day let's do it <laughs> dad this is for you dad this one's for you <laughs> can you give my dad a lap dance my yeah. dad would freak out but it's more of a show than it is like just weird girls like sitting on your lap yeah see that makes it a little bit more entertaining when it's yeah. like burlesque and, and yeah it's burlesque yeah. uh-huh maybe we should go let's do it and they sell alcohol so they keep their tops on what do that's you mean? the rule in california well uh, or different states have different rules so if like in California, if you sell alcohol, they have to be, the girls have to have tops on, like they well, can't be topless. Why is that? I don't know. It's some some law. And then the so they're like spearmint rhino out here in the one in L.A. They don't sell alcohol, so you're drinking a sprite, and the girls are you know topless. That's, see, that, that doesn't. It's so that weird to work. me. Like, it like, doesn't work. I feel better knowing alcohol is there because at least it justifies what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like ordering a Sprite and it's like, this is so weird. But, you know, Spearmint right up. But those aren't the same rules in Vegas. In Vegas, obviously, they're... You, your tops are off, right? Yeah. They're wasted. Uh-huh. I don't have any problems with strippers. I know a lot of chicks talk shit about strippers. I don't have any problems. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, 
it's, uh, it's not an easy job. No, I mean, you know, and ha- I never had chatted really with strippers or anybody like that before Chelsea, but you know, the experience, the experience of being on that show, you know, ha- gave me opportunities to talk to them in a more real way. And it's just like, they're a lot of them are moms and, and single they're moms. They're really trying to work. They're through. trying to like put themselves through school. Yeah. They're not like these, I mean, some of them are sure are shady, but they're not all like shy. They're not all, they're not all asked assholes. Yeah. They're just trying to make, you know, make a good, better life for themselves. What, um, what's the, what's the, uh, recipe to figure out your stripper name? Oh, it's like your, your first uh, pet in your, your street. Yeah. What would yours be? My Wait. first pet was Missy and my, oh, and it's your mother's ma- main name. So how does it go? So mine's Missy Hand. <laughs> 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 ah, ah. I wish my dog's name was Messy. <laughs> <laughs> Messy hand. <laughs> first pet in your in your street name so mine would be maggie turtle (laughs) maggie turtle how funny is that oh maybe i should just become a stripper just for that shit just for that just so i can get that dope ass name um yeah she's touching she's kissing my man fortune's all up doing auditions making out with stamos what the hell what making out my man in a yogurt commercial what is going on stamos i thought i thought you and i were boys we're not at all my my makeup artist was actually my makeup artist nia nia hicks she was in at the upfronts in new york city and she texts me i'm gonna read you the text message because she ran into john stamos and she got to talk to him Everybody in my life knows about the John Stamos thing. And I think it's hilarious now. It's like I'm not a legitimate uh, obsessed stalker. I it, it, I play it up because I think it's funny. Um, I, I know that he knows who I am, so I think that's hilarious that there, we have a connection. But So she sends me a text message, and she goes, Your boyfriend just walked by me, dot, 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 John Stamos. I go, in all caps, what? What? Where are you? I'm dying. Stop. And she goes, ha, 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 I'm in NYC. And I said, shut up. Are you sure? (laughs) She says, yep. And I said, did you tell him I'm available? I'm reading my text messages right now to you guys. And she said, I'm at the upfronts and all new shows and and all the new shows are here doing press. And I said, will you tell him I'm available? And I said, I'm so serial. And she said, yes, if I run into him again. I said, matter of fact, just show him a text for me. And she says, ha, 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 LOL, okay. Here I am like, bitch, you better go and show a text message. So I I write a text message for her to show to John Stamos, and I wrote this. I said, hi, Mr. Stamos. This is Jessie Mae. You know who I am, and you should take me to dinner and or breakfast. And she goes, ha ha, I'll show him. And then she ran into him, showed him my text message, and I said, are there any bitches up in his shit? And she said, he's sexy and masculine. And she said, he's chilling with Christina Milian. Bitch, better back up. Christina, you better back up. I'll dip it low. I'll bring it round slow. And I'll pop, pop, pop that thing if you get any closer to my man. Um, and, then, and then Nia sends me a picture of her and John Stamos. 
But she did send show him the text message. So you know what? Where there's a will, there's an upfront. <laughs> what do you want from me? You know, I'm I'm gonna try and get what I can get. It's a short life. You gotta put yourself out there. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, at Fortune, you can catch her. She will be at San Francisco, uh, the Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, May 29th and 30th, which is this coming weekend. So please check Fortune Feimster if you can if you can get out to San Francisco. If you are in San Francisco at the Cobb's Comedy Club, the 29th and 30th, she will also be for all you Boston people people at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, June 13th. So check out Fortune Feimster. Cobb's Comedy Club, 29th and 30th, Wilbur Theater in Boston, June 13th. Um, we were talking about what we would do. I, I I don't know if I could make money riding horses. I mean, I, I, I love, love, love riding horses. It's just, it's just I'm, I'm a chick. Like, I love horses. I want to ride a horse. I, actually, I love them so much that one time when I was in the Dominican, my girlfriends and I, my best friend Natalie and I went to the Dominican Republic and we were drunk on the beach at like six o'clock at night. And, the, and I see this young kid, probably about 14 years old, riding a horse and he has is trailing two horses with him. So he has three horses, one that he's riding, two that he's dragging along. Well, not dragging. They weren't dead. They were, you know, following him. And so he kind of stops by because I'm topless I don't even know if that's a thing in the DR. Whenever I go outside, whenever I travel anywhere else, I just take my shirt off. I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is fine. Like, I'm at Trader Joe's in in, uh, in New Jersey, and I just take my shirt off. Um, I'm in the DR, and my shirt's off, and this little 14-year-old boy kind of passes by, and I ask him in Spanish, you know, if I can ride the horses. Uh, I mean, I think that's what I say. I probably said, yo, quiero el gato cerca de la iglesia. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, that totally means, can I ride your horse? Uh, but I was able to communicate to him enough where he let me ride the horse. Now, I'm topless, bartering with a 14-year-old Dominican boy about how he should let me ride the horse back to the stables. I convinced him to let me do this. I get on a horse, no clothes on. I'm in a thong bikini, no top. My tits are out, no shoes. And I get on this horse, and I haul ass down the shore of the Dominican Republic in, um, I think we were in Punta Cana. Just, we haul it. I, I, I'm by myself. The, my other girlfriend, she gets on the horse and I just leave them. I asked him, I'm like, where's the stables? Okay. I'm going to ride the horse all the way back. It was like two miles down the beach. I'm riding this horse full throttle, open gate with my tits flapping all over the place. And I, it was pure bliss. I have to say up, up until this point in my life, I've never done drugs I haven't really done too many crazy things. You know, I've had sex. I've, I've had all sorts of things that feel good. But I have to say, riding that horse with no shirt on, no shoes, barely any pants, at about 6.30 when the sun was setting in the Dominican Republic with my titties flopping to and fro, it felt like pure bliss. And then I, I get to the stables, and there's about six elderly Dominican men, and I just... I, I pull up on my horse with my tits out, and I'm like, yeah, yo estoy aquí, hermanos. Yo tengo el horso aquí, y yo puedo puto in the barno. Okay, oh, <laughs> okie do, oh. <laughs> mm. 
It was amazing. One of the best days of my life, riding a horse. So yeah, that's what I would do if I didn't do comedy. I'd find some way to make that shit profitable. Where there's a will, there is a way. Um, or I'd be a stripper. Yeah, I, I really did work at Flash Dancers in New York City for one day. It freaked me the fuck out. I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, I can't, I can't even be a waitress in this place. It's so disgusting. There's no way I can do this. There's absolutely no damn way I'm going to be a stripper. And I had to get out of there. I left in the middle of my shift. I was like, you know what? Screw this guy and his shitty pinky ring and these girls that are leading double lives. More power to any girl that's out there doing it. And, and, and I respect you making your money, but I just couldn't do it. I, uh, uh, comedy is very similar to stripping. So maybe that's why it's one thing that everyone just assumes I've done in my life. Maybe I look like I could be a stripper. Maybe I should be. Maybe I'd be a stripper that rides a horse. That'd be my other job. I already flashed Sam Roberts my titty. He had a great LA trip. He got to see my, my, my good titty too. It was the right one. She's the best one. The other one gets a little cockeyed every now and then, but the right one, she's solid. She's solid as gold. I get to flash him my titty. Don't forget to check out the Sam Roberts show, 12 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, XM 103, and then he's going to be switching uh, to Sirius Channel 206. He's on the same channel as Opie and Anthony right now. Um, Sam Roberts, look him up. He's crazy. Love that dude. Um, we were uh, doing little questions, right, guys? We're doing questions here. People have asked me a bunch of questions, and I like to answer as many as I can without, you know, being too crazy here. Um, let's see. Daniel Garcia says, will you ever move on from Stamos? You know what, Daniel? Watch your mouth. Why don't you relax with the judgment? Will you ever move on with asking me about me moving on from Stamos? Maybe I won't. Are you going to be there to pick me up in the pieces that I'll be because I'm an emotional mess? Because you reminded me that Stamos doesn't want me? Okay. Bill Chilik. Chilik? That's a fake last name. You running from the law? Bill Chilik says, Hey, what age did you catch the comedy bug? Really young, man. I think like eight years old. When I first started make, making my sister laugh, I said that in the beginning of the podcast. She was my first audience member, and it just, that felt like a drug. Riding the horse in the Dominican Republic felt like a drug, and making people laugh feels like a fucking drug. It is a drug. Um, so I think I got the comedy bug very young when I, you know, started to make my sister laugh doing stupid stuff. Um, Mercedes Mercado, which also sounds like a fake name, but it's a fun name. When are you coming to Northeast Arkansas? Is that a college? I don't even know. Is that like a specific area in Arkansas? I'll try. I mean, I'll let people know. Maybe it might just be you and I, Mercedes, but I'll come to Northeast Arkansas. Um, Alex Zaff, who was my boyfriend in second grade, asks, was it really any of your business that the lady was on, that the lady on her phone was a shitty parent? Because <laughs> I told you guys before, I tweeted that out, you know, I was just, I just witnessed a woman on her phone, check her phone more than her baby for an hour. It was just an observation. So you guys do with it what you may. Don't judge me for for making an observation because maybe you're the judgmental one for thinking something and thinking I was judging her when I was just really making a fucking observation. And she probably was a shitty parent. Her baby was, her baby's neck was all over the place. Um, let's see what else. Nick Marchetti. 
asks, have you ever farted and blamed it on someone else? No, Nick, because I'm a grown ass woman and I, you know, take responsibility for my actions. Now everybody knows what the kind of slob you are just crop dusting and running away from your responsibility. Are you a crappy parent too? <laughs> um, all right. Last one. Victoria Shea, what's the best thing to ever happen to you? I have to say, Victoria, I already mentioned it, riding a horse topless in the DR. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Riding the ho horse topless with my titties flopping too. I can't even say it. It's a, it's a, it's a tongue twister. Riding a horse topless with my titties flopping to and fro. Pure heaven. Pure heaven. I suggest everybody gets out there, hops on a horse, lets me know if it doesn't feel good. If you're able to ride a horse, not on a trail. You, I can't go on a trail. It's always the worst. Here's a trail. And you just, you're galloping along and it just, it feels like it's just ruining your ovaries because you're hopping on the, on the saddle. You feel like your ovaries are just going to explode. Um, speaking of ovaries, uh, Fortune and I were talking about the word dyke. And I wanted to look it up and see what the origin of it was. And it goes back pretty pretty far. I mean, not, not that far. Um, it comes from a word bulldyker. And maybe that's why people say bulldyke. But the actual term was bulldyker from which everyone thinks that the word dyke has was shortened from and it first appearance appeared in a movie in the 19 in a 1920s oh no novel 1920s novel connected with the harlem renaissance and there's a sentence that says lesbians are what we calls bull dykers in harlem so i guess up in harlem in the 1920s they were just yelling out bull diker to lesbians so discrimination has been going on for a long damn time and it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a tough word. I don't know if that's a really, it's kind of a derogatory term. I think it's, it, and it says here, it was an abbreviation of morphodike, a dialect variant of hermaphrodite commonly used for homosexuals. It's not a good word. I don't like dyke. I don't know about it. I mean, I'll say it because it's a fun one. But I'm not going to say it in a derogatory fashion. So hey, let's 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 chill it with the derogatory terms, okay? Let's call let's call people by nice terms. Let's not call them sluts and dykes and whores and cunts and fags. Let's find some nicer terms for these people, okay? We're all people in this world. Enough with the with the harsh terminology, okay? You dykes. That's horrible. See what I did just there? I said the word. Can't do that. That's what happens. You put a word in my head. You tell me not to say it. And I just say it a thousand times. Um, this has been episode eight of the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is so much fun. I love doing this. I really do. Um, I only watched one horror movie this, w this week, by the way. I, I, I apologize. Usually I watch a couple more. And I do want to do like a uh, some sort of way where we can all watch one movie and talk about it. Because I love talking about the movies afterwards. And if I, if we can do that and maybe go to my Facebook fan page, I'll find a way to make this organized because I don't want there to be any spoilers. I learned that the hard way. People hate the spoilers and I get it. You don't want to do, you know, you don't want to give away plots and all that shit. So I'm going to pick a movie for us to watch maybe once a month and then everyone can watch it and we can bullshit about it on my Facebook fan page. You can find me all over social media. I'm on Snapchat now, bitches. I'm up there. I love Snapchat. 
I'm not going to post any titties or any inappropriate shots. I do that in real life. I flash my titties in real life. I'm a lady. I don't post them on Snapchat, but find me. Jessie Mae Peluso. J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E-P-E-L-U-S-O. I'm all over the web. Um, but I did watch a movie when Laura was in town last week. Laura Murphy, she was on the podcast last week. I watched. I made her watch it. It's a movie called Grabbers. And I think... It's, um, I think it's an Irish movie. It's on Netflix and it's so much fun. Uh, it's a creature feature. And if you don't know what a creature feature is, it's a movie where the main character is a creature. Um, it's, it was from, I think 2012. It's definitely an Irish movie. It's so damn good. So fun. Please watch Grabbers. I had a damn good time watching it again with Laura. And she's not even into those movies, and she liked that movie. So um, that's the only one I watched because I had a lot of time off, and I had people here. I was entertaining and partying and flashing my titties, so I didn't have a lot of time. I apologize. Um, So don't be a crazy dyke about it. (laughs) See? You just don't. Don't do that. Seriously, don't be... Think of like some more creative way to insult somebody if they deserve it. You have to you have to dig at them emotionally. Don't be general with your insults and your you know your discrimination. Being general is dumb. Get creative with it. But you know, dyke can piss people off. That word can piss people off, and you better watch the fuck out because there's lesbians out there that can throw down just because they're women doesn't mean they can't throw down and doesn't mean they won't defend themselves. So don't go out there yelling dyke dyke dyke. You will catch an ass whooping. Thank you for listening to Sharp Tongue Podcast, episode eight. My name is Jesse Mae Peluso. It has been a pleasure bullshitting for you, and I hope that you were able to forget about some of your problems and maybe get you through your work night or your work day a little bit faster with my Syracuse accent all up in your ear. I love you. I love you guys so much. Very mucho. Okay, so I, I found something that has to do with dykes on the, on the internet. I found a video about a girl a lesbian chick talking about the word dyke, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat place. I think that's how it goes. Shit, did I mess it up? Same bat mobile. Just next week. Sharp Tongue Podcast. There's no bats. I don't, there's birds that are dive bombing me in the streets. I've always hated the word lesbian. I don't know what it is. It sounds clinical. It's like, I don't know, the, the boys get gay. Ooh, gay, happy gay, and we get lesbian. It sounds like an affliction. Well, you know what I like? I like dyke. Dyke, it's a strong word. I'm reclaiming dyke. Say dyke, just say it. Dyke, 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 dyke. And for those of you who think that dyke is a bad word, you're wrong, it's a great word. You have to use it, and someone calls you a dyke, you say, that's damn right I'm a dyke. Can I lick y'all pussy? I mean, just think about the difference in the words. Lesbian. A lesbian. You'll have tea with a lesbian. A dyke will punch you in the face and then buy you a beer. Um, I'm a 15-year member of the Lesbian Gold Star Association. This is the membership card. And let me tell you that membership has its privileges. Anytime that I need to whip out my credentials, I do so proudly. And it's, it's a good way to, to get women. Um, although, I am also a certified pickup artist. Um, I don't have a membership card to that because they don't like to give cards out for that. But um, I took a, a course on uh, pickup artists 
and I am certified in that as well. So I'm a double certified dyke. Strangely enough, I lost my virginity to Betty Rubble. I know, it doesn't sound possible, but it was actually Halloween. Um, my friend Angie was dressed as Betty Rubble, and um, it was hot, all except for that bone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.